Hey, 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 how you going? Welcome to episode number 75 of the Average Man Podcast, Day and Age. Hey, um, look, it's been a few weeks, it's been about three weeks since the last time I did a, a podcast. I've had a holiday in there, I've been sick in there, I've also had my boys' uh, sixth birthday party, so it's been a busy little time, um, but I'm back. I'm back and I'm uh, ready to get it all back on track again. So I might do some shout-outs this week. It's been a while since I've done that, um, and I just want to sort of reconnect or stay connected with those businesses around the place that um, have helped me um, and who I'm supporting. Trying to do my bit to support in town, you know, PCC Productions, Captured by Carlist. Um, obviously, I trained down to Life and Soul there. They're a, they're a bigger business. I don't know if they need my help, but I, I shout-out to, to Beard and Shears in town, the Shafted Spear. Fishing Boys, um, shout out to Pilbara Adventure Riders, uh, who else we got in town man, like uh, Pressure Force who I'm looking to have on the podcast and have a chat soon, uh, and yeah, anyone else in town who's sort of, you know, still doing their thing, maybe you're killing it at the moment, maybe things are a bit struggle town for you, um, just big shout out from from the average man here, um, uh, Ironworks Jim, there we go, I knew there was not one I was, uh, wasn't the the front of my mouth right then so yeah big shout out to to all the peeps around town who you know have been connected with and um yeah looking to reconnect with and stay connected with in the near future so look episode number 75 i've really got no agenda today i'm just gonna do a bit of uh, cleaning out cleaning out of the old brain so yeah as i said a few things have been been happening um i, f- I feel like it was three weekends ago at least the the last podcast I did bang bang with mate of mine Robbie Peck that was sort of a, a hunting uh, more hunting but fishing spear fishing camping um, based podcast that I, I did with him um, yeah a few weeks back and and uh, yeah funny story actually we kind of got a bit of um a bit of positive attention that podcast so. After I spoke to Robbie, he got hold of me and told me, me that um, some people, some traditional owners from around the place who were starting up a tourism company um, got hold of him um, and um, were, were interested in, in getting in touch with him and getting his feedback on the tour service that they're going to be running. Now, I heard about this service a couple of years ago from a mate of mine uh, up in Broome, actually, um, and the deal is that they're going to be running fishing tours out at the intakes. For um for the Salt Lakes, um which is pretty cool, man. So obviously most locals in town know about getting yourself out to the intakes one way or another and having a fish around there and you know sort of unless you know somebody who can take you out there um, and it's all by the book. It's generally obviously uh, frowned upon. I don't know if illegal is the word, but prohibited probably would be uh, the right word to describe it. But you know um, I've done it. And I've been there both prohibited and unprohibited. So it's a pretty cool idea, man. And he went out with them um, last weekend, the weekend before. And, yeah, they're doing some some cool fishing tours out there. And obviously there's, you know, a bunch of good opportunity to catch big barra, cod, flathead, and there's some queenies in there. Um, Yeah, so you can catch some good fish and have a bit of fun out there as well. There's muddies in there too, for sure. Um, it'd be catch and release basis out there so that's sort of un- underway they're doing some trial runs at the moment and getting a bit of feedback they actually asked me to come out um, as well Robbie asked me to go out with them too uh, but it was the week like I got back that Saturday night from, from camping for a week and it was the Sunday like the next day and I, there was no way I was going to 
be able to make that work. But it would have been cool to go out. And um, it was nice to see that that podcast got that little connection happening there. And I'm going to have um, old mate from from the tourism company on the podcast. I'm just blanking on his name at the at the the minute. I will find out his name and get hold of him and that's something I need to do uh, very soon in the week the week's coming up actually um, so yeah, I'm just quickly looking up here I can't see his name so no, I'm gonna have to just come back to that one um, but yeah pretty cool so yeah, I'll, I'll get this. I'll get old mate on the podcast and we'll have a bit of a chat and, and see what they're doing and get him to explain it from his own um, point of view and yeah, so to watch this space with that coming up, I think that's a pretty cool, exciting thing. And yeah, nice to see that the the podcast helped make that connection there. And obviously, they were impressed with the the way Robbie um, spoke and handled himself and represented, you know, hunting and fishing and spearfishing and that sort of thing from his own perspective. So good to see that that come up come out of that podcast. And I do need to get Robbie back on. The thing that killed me with that podcast was I uh, I had some some pretty shitty audio. Um, content on there because for some reason so that was my first podcast back um, sitting face to face with somebody since pre-COVID so I did a few Zoom podcasts in the interim there and then a few just solos and um, you know not being a sound tech myself it's always like um, you know it's all trial and error and I've only learnt what I've learnt in the last year and a half or so doing this but it's definitely not information that I, I just um am all over it's, it's not skills that I'm that I'm really competent at so I can manage it and make it happen I definitely need a producer moving you know at some stage moving forward but so not having having done it for a couple of months or a few months and and put, busting it out the first time setting it all up and getting the tracks all running basically I recorded both of their vocals on one track um, so I'm not sure how I did that I know how to make sure I don't do it again um, but yeah I was a little bit worried about the time frame getting set up and how long we were going to go for and he had things to do and I had things to do afterwards as well and then um, you know once it got going I, I was aware that something wasn't right with the tracking I could see it out of the corner of my eye um, you get the the wave the sound waves um, on your tracks as you as you roll on through and I could see both of us getting the same spikes so I was kind of aware that something wasn't quite right but you know you're halfway in I was already half an hour in and, and you don't want to keep stopping the podcast and f- fucking up the vibe so I just ran with it because I knew that we were getting sound from it I checked that and and when I went back and went to edit it and um, you know I don't do a lot, of, a lot of editing just a little bit of sound editing um, not content editing just to make sure I get the right volumes and levels and if one person's quieter than the other I can adjust their microphone sound and let, uh, their track sound up and, and bring it that f- to the forefront a little bit more or, or lower someone else's mic down um, but but because we were both recorded on the same track essentially I could only record the whole thing together and he was quiet as fuck and I was loud and so then when I got it to a level where you could hear Robbie comfortably I was distorting and too loud to listen listen comfortably so I played around with the track for hours man half a day on and off like I was there with the kids and the fam you know like trying to be dad as well at home um, yeah, fucked around with that for as, as long as I could and um, basically got it as, as good as I could, which was listenable but not great. So that kind of stressed me out. And I know that we, he and I, we, we talked for um, an hour and a half, I think, and, and only sort of grazed the surface on a few topics that both of us were, were pretty keen to um, go deep on. So I think I'm going to have to uh, organise to get him back on again and, and um, make sure I get the sound and everything set up properly and then try and punch out another one with him. So, 
that was a good chat we had and as I said got some good positive feedback from it which is cool which I'm all about um, yeah it makes me happy to see that getting a little bit of reach out there that's exactly what this podcast is for to help, try and help connect people in town and support local businesses and, and, and endeavours and, and um, that's kind of so for me that was pretty satisfying seeing uh, someone running a tour business in town hearing the podcast about hunting getting hold of Robbie and then you know that little connection being made so pretty, pretty stoked with that uh, and yeah, so I had that podcast with him the week after uh, we were getting ready to go down to, to Ningaloo Station for a week camping. So that whole week, weekend, where I would have done my podcast was, you know, packing, getting all my, all my ducks in a row. We're going away for five nights, you know, so it's a decent little stint when you're going to be off the grid, just running on the batteries and, and fridge um, slash esky foods and drinks for five days. So I had to, a little bit of time getting all that in, in order and I was getting crook, hey, I was getting crook like a throat infection sort of thing before I went down south, before we went down um, to Ningaloo Station. We went down there and I was just so pumped to get down there and get in the water, go diving. I got my gun serviced and put a reel on it, um, uh, new rubbers and, and everything. And uh, I, was, I was so keen to sit there on the beach and have a beer and a fish. And my mate was coming, he's, he's, uh, he went and picked his kids up from Broome. He was coming down camping with us as well for a few nights. So. I was just so excited about the whole thing, uh, and we got to Ningaloo Station to our camp spot, and it was a nice spot there. We set up camp, and sort of that evening the wind started coming in, pretty pretty strong. Um, woke up the next morning, the wind was sort of persisting, and we didn't have any reception there, so you could only go like, up this one little sand dune we were calling um, One Bar Hill, because you get one bar of reception at the top of it go up one bar to check the weather forecast and it was pretty dismal what was coming through like sitting on about 30 k's an hour all day every day which is pretty windy like it's not nice um and that kind of just hung around man like literally all day where we were on the point it was just blow it just blew its ass off the whole time i had some other mates staying sort of further up around the point in a bit more of a sheltered spot they were getting wind at night time in the mornings but they were having some nice afternoons and i know coral bay we went to for a day was pretty protected i saw some photos of other spots that were, were pretty protected but i don't know the area well enough and you know once you commit to going a direction out there it's an hour to get anywhere really from the station over a corrugated you know 20 minutes half an hour of a pretty heavily corrugated track you got to just commit to somewhere and go and have a look you don't want to be driving around the whole time you were down there either. So we kind of didn't nail it, getting to the right spots and getting protected waters and stuff, and it just blew its tits off the whole time. Um, the second night I had to move camp. You know, I got the camper trailer, which is uh, not a massive deal to set up, but it's obviously not uh, ideal to be setting it up for a night, packing it up, moving, setting it up again, etc., uh, etc. Et but I had to move it that second night, so we were tucked around behind the sand dune a little bit more and facing the opposite way from the wind because it was just blowing into our camp and knocking things off the table and getting underneath the annex and couldn't have a f campfire because it was just the, the way the camp was set up. So we reset up camp for, for the second night, which was a little bit better. You know, we're down to the water trying to throw a line, even though it was just full-blown choppy and shitty down there. Thought we're at least going to throw a line in. Just cast out into the breakers, line washes straight back up on shore next year, full of seaweed. Um, it was just sort of like, damn, this is a, this is not kind of working for us. So I think we persisted there for three nights, and then 
you know, because everything else was everything was booked out as well. That's the other thing. It was like a busy time of, of year down there. Everyone's out camping and everyone's everyone was, you know, online at least. All the, the stations and, and camp spots were fully booked out. So there's no chance of just moving to another spot. We, we did find somewhere at Ballara Station, which is sort of in the middle of the peninsula. Um, and we went there for the last two nights, which was cool because they had some outdoor showers and they had like a, some big communal... Um, you know fire pits and there was some live music there one night and you know there's amenities there if you need to use them but we were still sort of out on the outskirts of camp so still just camping off the grid on our own in our own little setup but there was those amenities there that we if we wanted to use them and there's stuff for the kids to do there was horses there and goats and sheep cruising around and so the kids had a had a ball um you know which is the main thing really uh but it was a bit of a sort of dry dusty dust bowl at Ballara Station, but a really good spot for the kids. And there's there's accommodation if you want to stay there, like the Shearer's Quarters and a few other spots there. You can stay in like a one-bedroom thing overnight or you can get a full setup to share it with a couple of families. And um, I think if they had a pool there, it would be absolutely mint. Uh, I know water's a bit of a premium out that way, though, but if they had a pool at the Ballara Station, you could literally jump in and freshen off each day and, you know, just a big communal pool or whatever. I think that would really, really make it. Um, but a cool spot, man, and they've put a lot of work into it. And, uh, we had a good time there and sort of salvaged the holiday because it was in the middle of the, the peninsula. Um, there was no wind there either. Quite warm days and still nice cool nights. Had our own little fire pit by our camp spot. So, you know, we salvaged the holiday. But, man, I was crook uh, the whole time. Crook the whole time. Um, this sort of sinus infection that kicked in while I was down there. So just, uh, it was kind of... Even though it was a shitty, blown-out holiday down at Ningaloo Station, we didn't get any fishing or diving in, and we had to move camp. You know, we did salvage the holiday. It was a lot of work, though, moving camp three times in one week, and the kind of the stress of thinking, oh, how long is this going to last for when you're there, and it's blowing its tits off all night, every night. So essentially, we were just staying in a sandy bowl just back from the beach. You couldn't see the beach. You had to walk out literally up a few dunes and, and, and through some tracks to get to the beach. We were just sort of hiding out from the wind in our camp spot. And it was like, well, this is kind of shit. So yeah, we, we moved, um, salvaged it. I was sick all week anyway, though, to be honest. So if I'd have stayed in town, I wouldn't have been out of work. I would have been off work doing bugger all at home. So if you look at it from that point of view, at least we got out of town and did something with our time and the kids still, the kids had a ball. We came back kind of a bit run down from that whole thing and we were getting our bathroom renovated um, through, uh, I wouldn't say who, but um, you know, it's a hospital house. The contractor that they use, that they like to use is a direct competitor, let's say, of the company that I work for. And yeah, we definitely price on a lot of the same work and, and there's some discrepancies in the quality of the way we do things and the way they do things. So obviously I'm going to say that, but if you knew the two companies and you asked around, you'd find that's the general consensus in town anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to shit on them. Uh, definitely not going to name, name names like that. But the, the communication between the supervisor of the job and the tenant, there was no communication directly with uh, housing management at the hospital. It was directly to us, which is fine by us, was that the, this... Um, shower it wasn't a bathroom renovation it was just a shower bay renovation the shower would be done and ready by the weekend when we got back i knew that that was very uh, uh that was a very rich sort of estimate you know very optimistic but that's what that we'd been told i have done them myself this year in tenanted houses on that kind of time frame five days so i said okay no worries we'll we'll um 
we'll leave it at that and we'll be back Saturday and, and um, yeah, give you guys the house for the week to get into. And um, that was sort of the whole deal. We set it up on the Saturday, on, on the week that we were away, so they'd have the house to themselves that whole week rather than us having to use another bathroom the whole week um, while we were living there. So we got home on Saturday night after drive, after, you know, we had a shower at Bulara Station, but basically camping for five nights. Really hadn't showered since the night before and, and you know, very minimal showers throughout the whole week anyway. Camping all dirty and dusty and sweaty when driving for seven hours in the car with the kids and the dog and been, you know, just packed up camp that whole morning. Finally get into town, get home and not only is the shower not finished, but they're in full-blown work mode when we get home. So the house, which we just had cleaned the weekend that we left, by had the cleaner come in and clean it so we come home to a nice clean house. The house is just trashed, man. Like there's tools all through the living room, sitting on the bench top and the, on my vanity bathroom. It's got like plastic all taped around the mirror and, and the vanity bench top and there's tools and crap sitting on there and stuff from the demo. The guy had done the screed in the bathroom, like in the shower that day. So there's like screed running all down the hallway, out through the past the kitchen, through my living area, out the front door and then all tools stacked out just out at the front door as well. Like, so I couldn't even just come home and go, oh, that's fucked, we'll deal with it that stuff we'll deal with it in the morning sorry I'm trying to swear less on this podcast I listen to it back and I'm thinking it's a little hard to listen to sometimes so I'm trying to drop the f-bombs a bit but uh yeah I couldn't be I couldn't just leave it and, and wake up and deal with it in the morning it was literally dirt and dust and debris all over the floor so I had to get home sweep the floor vacuum the floor mop the floor move all the tools out of the living room and out of the bathroom so i could at least brush my teeth and stuff in the in the bathroom we've only got one bathroom then organize a, a shower with our neighbors at like 7 30 that night hey can we come over and shower sorry to put you guys out we all walk over there stinking like campfire smoke and dirt and sweat you know have these big shower mission at the neighbor's house they were awesome you know hooked us up some drinks and beers and, and made light of the situation helped just sort of relax a little bit and then i hear this commotion out the front screaming and, and you know it sounds like someone's getting murdered and i run out the front and i can hear this get your effing dog and i run out the front and my dog lily who has been depressed and super needy and fully obsessed with me since our other dog Casper was you know he died uh, earlier this year she was obsessed with him she was 100% all about Casper and then I came second and then everyone else was after that since he's died she's just been my shadow she's been really anxious when I'm not around and if she knows that we're at one of the neighbors houses for a barbecue or a drink drink or whatever she'll break out of the yard and come find us uh, I hadn't thought about that at the time she'd been with us all week camping you know so I hear this screaming and all and whatnot. I run out the front. There's these two people and two dogs all sort of attached together. I can see Lily in there. It wasn't didn't look like an actual fight going on, but someone had grabbed hold of someone else. And I ran up and I'm feeling all tired and zombied out and not really ready for, to deal with this situation. I'm going, oh, and they're screaming, get your effing dog. <sighs> Running so what's going on? What's going on? Who's got who? They said my dog's got your dog, which makes sense because their dog's a big pit bull thing. And Lily's just not a fighter. She's a real sweetheart of a dog. And I thought, oh man, I didn't know what to do. Didn't want to pull her. You know, didn't know where the dog's got her by. Looks like the face somewhere. These guys have got some blood dripping down his arm. He's had his arm in between the dogs. His dog's been biting him up his arm and stuff. 
And then I'm thinking, I don't know what are we going to do here. As I said, I was feeling a bit fragile and zombied out, and I would normally have probably run in and, and laid the boot into that other dog in a normal situation and just and just started doing whatever I could to get him off my my dog, but wasn't thinking very quickly. Um, and feeling a bit sheepish that my dog was outside, and this was this dog was on a lead, so she'd run up to them to say hello or whatever, and this, then this dog had gone. Uh, and then all of a sudden in this weird melee and uh, the dogs were attached together and thinking, I oh, know how we're going to get them apart without doing more damage. The dog just lets go, separates, and he starts pulling his dog back and then walking off with her on the lead. And, and, and it's all chaos and hectic. He misses his scream and he's got blood on his arm. And then amongst it all, I just remember hearing him go, finger in the bum, as he walks off with his dog, like real proud of himself because... He come up with the, the 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 genius idea to shove his thumb up his dog's ass that so would let go, and, and to his credit, it bloody worked. But it just seemed so so surreal, man. Like I just this fight, it was all hectic chaos going on. I come outside, oh no, what's going on, man? What's happening? My dog's getting her face ripped off. What do I do? I'm gonna have to kick this dog in the ribs. I can't, I can't pull her away. This guy's arms bleeding. Then whoop, let go. And finger in the bum. It was quite quite comical amidst all of the chaos eh? and then I just grabbed Lily and picked her up and ran home with her and took her inside and had a look at her face her face was all swollen up and she was bleeding a bit and yeah man the poor thing she was shaking like a she was shaking like a like a leaf for about uh, an hour after the, after the incident she is pretty dramatic but she was super super upset by the whole thing and um yeah she had a big puncture wound in her face man so we had to get that sorted out and cleaned out and then that was her at the vet on Monday, and then my cat had a big bung eye we'd come home to, so the cat needed to go and get it to the dog, and the cat are both on antibiotics, and the cat's got eye drops and eye cream, and the dog's getting his face dressed every day, and it was just a friggin' hectic time, man, and I'm full-blown, like, sinus infection, having, like, fevers night at night time, sweating, and then freezing cold, and then trying to sort of, yeah, slog through and go about my daily life, you know, which was just uh, just a hectic bloody week. Um, and then we had Shady's birthday on that Thursday and had a little par- a little, little cake for him and, and some presents on the Thursday, which was cool. And then had his party on, on Saturday, man, which was just meant like so good to, to see the kids come around. Me, the missus and I did you know a lot of work in the yard. She set all, all the actual party stuff up, decorations and lollies and food and signages and stuff. And I just basically got the yard all tidy and ready and the fire pit good to go and set the tent up because he wanted a campfire themed birthday. And all the kids came around. We had pool noodles for the tramps. They were jumping on the tramp, having pool noodle fights. Uh, there was tears and laughter amongst, uh, you know, to do with that. All the kids had their bikes and scooters going up and down the driveway, crashing into each other. There was babies cruising around, getting into all the lollies and stuff, and and you know, eating stuff they weren't supposed to be. Dogs stealing food off kids, and parents all sitting around just having a beer and letting their kids run wild because my yard's really good for that. So it was cool, man. And they just all had a had a bloody ball and. Um, yeah, worth all the work to see the kids have have a, a great time. And your boy had a, a wicked sixth birthday, so does another hectic weekend. And then this last week, just gone, I've sort of slowly started to get my life back and my health back together, and been doing bloody asbestos removal all week. So full blown hazmat suits, you know, P3 face masks and coveralls and disposable gloves and. Uh, you know, uh, rubber boots you can wash off, and you got to fully work for. You know, you can't have a drink break while you're in the suit. You got to work as long as you can handle it, and then 
go out and fully de-wash yourself down with water, then de-row walk into a decontamination zone so you can just have a bloody drink of water and a sit down and a break. And oh, it's been a hectic week, man. I was really hoping to get back into the gym this week too, but with the being sick and then I had antibiotics when I was sick, so my system's all crashed at the moment. And then the, the being in a bloody uh, asbestos suit for sort of seven or eight hours a day every day all weeks kind of really taking it out of me so it's just been a, a bloody busy hectic time and um, I'm kind of glad to be getting that little even though we had some great times it was up and down um, I'm glad to get that little period of time sort of um, behind me so we can move forward a bit and, and hopefully I can get back into the bloody gym this week I've been trained for three weeks now which is sort of the longest I've um, the longest I have not trained for since probably you know like Christmas break and even on Christmas break I was running every few days so yeah it's probably not bad for the, the old body and the system to have a break from from the weights and the, the kettlebells and, and the training and and all that stuff but I'm definitely keen to, to start putting my life back together eh? get my health back on track get the podcast back on track get a few guests teed up um, yeah man get back in the gym that's, that's got to happen tomorrow oh that's the other thing my mate's in town at the moment well he's actually out camping but he, he popped into town on Thursday night so had to have a bunch of beers and a couple of rums with him around the fire pit and he, he cruises back through town tomorrow uh, at some stage for the night again so I, I, I got to squeeze in a gym session tomorrow morning and then Monday morning and then have another few beers with him on the Monday night and then really just focus on getting my bloody get my bloody life back on track man so yeah crazy crazy times man and and um yeah it's a it's a weird time all round i've sort of been speaking to some of the blokes who are new in town this year at work who've come from perth or wherever and saying that as much as it would be a shit time to be in perth with the whole covid thing going on and restrictions and stuff like that interstate restrictions it's still a weird time to be in headland as well because there's just nothing sort of on you know, we normally have um, food markets, stalls. There's like a couple of circuses that come through town each year. Live music events. You've got the Northwest Fest. And there's the bloody big fate thing that they have over on Turf Club. The horse racing, the Heady Club. Um, all this shit, man. There's just there's kind of nothing on, which is, you know, another thing that I like to do on this podcast is talk about the, the events coming up and give them a bit of a shout out and try and help public publicize for them a bit and get evol- get involved as much as I can and there's just nothing happening this this year so we've got good weather you know we've got beautiful um, beaches obviously and camping and, and the pubs are open again now and restaurants and stuff which is cool but there's not a whole lot actually happening you can get out and get amongst uh, I believe sports are pretty much up and running again now too which is cool but it's a strange old time especially if it's your first year in Headland it's a strange sort of introduction to the place because you know we do actually do shit this time of year we kind of shut up shop a fair bit during the summer but this time of year we definitely normally do stuff on the weekends and, and shit so yeah it's crazy kind of time for for um for people to be introduced to, to Port Hedland and not a lot of things for me to talk about and promote but uh, I do know drafts coming to town next month in August so that's pretty cool pretty interesting I'd like to I'm not sure where he's playing hopefully at the Civic Centre down the road from mine that'd be nice to get along to um, as I said sports are back open the, 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 the yacht club just opened this week we went down there Saturday night oh Friday night Saturday night Saturday night went down there Saturday no Friday night had a beer and a feed and my missus stayed there at the sports bar upstairs with some friends and had a drink kicked on for a little bit which is cool they got that sports bar set up up there now 
which I might go down and check out this afternoon. So that's cool that things are opening up again and, you know, um, maybe some places have had some time to, to make a few changes and, and have a bit of a fresh start after the whole COVID shutdown thing. But, yeah, aside from that, I don't know, there's not a whole lot um, I'm happening. I definitely need to... Uh, I've got a few people, guests, that I want to get on coming up, as I've said, um, the guy I whose name I can't remember off the top of my head, tourism um, company. Um, I also need, I met a lady at a kids party the other week who works at the art gallery in town and um, she's doing a podcast through the gallery and they're talking to different artists and stuff from around the country actually, she's got connections through different galleries around the around the country and um, yeah, she was interested in doing a podcast with myself um, as well, just to chat about what they're doing at the gallery and, and what this podcast is going to be all about. So I need to make contact with her and, and get that one happening too. Because um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited. There's another podcast in town. This is going to be much more, I think, structured and sort of produced than than mine will be. And it'll be actual interviews with with specific people around the country in the field of, of you know in the arts. But um, still, just love it. There's another podcast. Um, out there which I think is just great and I'm be keen to chat, chat with her and do what I can to help get them off you know like promote them from my end and and hopefully they'll share this mine through their socials as well and, and can maybe introduce some new listeners to the Average Man podcast so uh, yeah man and um, that's about it I reckon so yeah I just really wanted to get this podcast um, back under my belt today make a, a start at getting everything back on track my, my podcast my health my training uh, and yeah it doesn't need to be going for too long half an hour of me sitting here shooting the shit is probably long enough um, yeah I'm not going to go into too many of the current events and things going on in the media and everything at the moment part of me thinks that you know it's good to address all that stuff and when something really hits home I, I definitely will address it and talk about it a little bit and give my opinions on it like I did with the Black Lives Lives Matter thing um recently but uh you know sometimes it's good to, to get an opinion from a guest as well that's always a good talking point when I have people on the podcast but in general I don't know this can kind of be a little bit of a sanctuary and a bit of a getaway from all that kind of media bullshit and, and just we'll just talk about normal things that I find interesting and, and hopefully you guys find interesting too so that's it man I'm gonna wrap it up I'll be back next week you can bet your damn house on it and um, I dare say I'll have a, a, a guest on with me next week. I haven't organised that yet, but I'll get onto it now. Um, and yeah, just keep on moving ahead with some consistency. Second half of the year, 2020. I, th- I think everyone is in agreement that unless you live in bloody Victoria, it's going to be a better, a better second half for us all, uh, the podcast included. So yeah, take it easy. Take it, take it. Take it easy, everybody. Uh, glad that you're tuning in thanks for, the, for all the people still listening like this damn thing share it help me get some more um, um, earballs um, uh, who are invested in, in listening and following and subscribing and yeah I'll just keep moving ahead doing my damn thing and yeah uh, all the local businesses out there anyone wants to chat to me I say it all the time if you hear anybody if you know of anybody if you hear this podcast and think hey I know someone from such and such uh, business they'd love to chat to you get hold of me on on the facebook page or my instagram page let me know tee it, help me tee it up anyone i'll talk to anyone i'm just interested to hear people's stories and ideas and what they're doing in town and help give them a platform to to um yeah let us tell us their story as well that's what i'm all about 
Uh, anyway, it's enough talking shit from me. I'll get going, get on with my uh, get on with my life, and I'll speak to you all later on. So, Average Man Podcast, episode number 75, day and age, over and out. Peace.